Hello, everyone. This is Chaplain Tricia, and I am happy to be bringing you worship for this 12th Sunday after Pentecost. And on this day, we um, again are following Jesus as he is teaching, and we are um, going to hear a parable that he told about um not wanting to be first in line, but indeed waiting. Um, and we know that that with our Lord, we don't have to worry about fighting to be first in line, that we um, are um, so valued and loved um, by our God that we are always first in his heart. And for that reason, we can be joyful. And so we start with a hymn entitled, Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee. It is on page two, if you have a worship bulletin. Joyful, joyful, we adore thee, God of glory, Lord of love. Hearts unfold like flowers before thee, praising thee, their sun above. Melt the clouds of sin and sadness, drive the gloom of doubt away. Giver of immortal gladness, fill us with the light of day. All thy works with joy surround thee, earth and ham reflect thy rays. Stars and angels sing around thee, center of unbroken praise. Field and forest, vale and mountain, flowery meadow, flashing sea. Chanting bird and flowing fountain, call us to rejoice in thee. Thou art giving and forgiving, ever blessing, ever blessed. Wellspring of the joy of living, ocean depth of happy rest. Thou our Father, Christ our brother, all who live in love are thine. Teach us how to love each other, lift us to the joy divine. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all, and also with you. You are the treasured people of the Lord, a people holy to the Lord our God. Keep the words of the Lord in your heart. Teach them to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are away, when you lie down and when you rise. One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. The Lord be with you and also with you. We pray together. 
O God, you resist those who are proud and give grace to those who are humble. Give us the humility of your Son, so that we may embody the generosity of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our reading today comes from the book of Proverbs. Do not put yourself forward in the king's presence or stand in the place of the great. For it is better to be told, come up here, than to be put lower in the presence of a noble. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As we prepare to hear our gospel today, please join in the gospel acclamation. I love to tell the story. The words are in the middle of page four. I love to tell the story of unseen things above of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story because I know it's true. It satisfies my longings as nothing else would do. I love to tell the story, twill be my theme in glory, to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. The Holy Gospel, according to Luke, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. When he noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you may come and say to you, give this person your place. And then in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down at the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. He also said to the one who had invited him, When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors in case they may invite you in return and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, 
for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. When I was in seminary, I taught at a day camp program the summer between my second and third years. And it was interesting watching the 21st and 2nd graders in my care for six weeks. I soon learned that getting 20 kids to and from the bathroom and surviving a craft project involving lots of glue, cotton balls, and popsicle sticks was going to keep me busy each day. So I figured getting people lined up for going outside to play games would be easy. What developed was a minute battle to be first in line. It doesn't matter who is first in line, I gently said, trying to restore peace. We are all going to the same place and we'll all get there at the same time. So much for trying to bring harmony. It took another five minutes to quiet the group, and there were still people who were not happy campers with their spot in line. Miss Trisha, I was here first. Miss Trisha, I got out of line to get my jump rope, and she took my space. Miss Trisha, I know I got here before him. No matter where we went over the next six weeks, whether it was to get on the bus for a field trip or go to the fellowship hall for lunch, there was always a disagreement over who should get the choice spots in line. So I began to watch my students in other settings. Protocol on the playground demanded that you call first for jumping rope or playing hot scotch, or you were banished to being last in line. Chapel time also proved interesting. Somehow the lecture about being in God's house and treating that house with respect went out the window when it came time to sit in the pews. If you couldn't have the seat at the end of the pew, nothing else in chapel really mattered. I began to wonder why these kids were so concerned with being first. Yes, I know six and seven-year-olds, according to child psychologists, demand justice and want to be treated fairly. But there seemed to be such a drive to be number one, head of the line. And then I saw an ad on TV one night, proclaiming, almost bragging that this car had been voted number one for three years in a row. And then there was another commercial saying that this laundry detergent had been proven to be number one for getting out grass and grease above all the others. It finally made sense. If adults are that concerned with having the number one car and using the number one detergent, no wonder children prize the head of the line so dearly. Even in everyday tasks, we can find ourselves running a race to get to the traffic light first or being at the front to get on the elevator or getting ahead of everyone else in the line at the grocery store. Should we really be trying so hard to be first? 
Jesus addresses this issue in today's gospel. As the dinner bell rang, Jesus looked around to see where people would sit. Unlike our modern-day practice of sometimes having name cards at dinner parties, sitting back then was a first-come, first-serve proposition. And the place to sit at a dinner table would be next to the host or the guest of honor. So Jesus watched with interest as people scrambled to get the best seats. And then he spoke. If you're invited to a wedding feast, don't always head for the best seat. For if someone more respected than you shows up, the host will bring him over to where you're sitting and say, let this man sit here instead. And you, embarrassed, will have to take whatever seat is left at the foot of the table. Do this instead. Start at the foot. And when your host sees you, he will come and say, friend, we have a better place for you than this. So then you'll be honored in front of the other guests. For everyone who tries to honor himself shall be humbled, and he who humbles himself shall be honored. And then Jesus addressed the host of the dinner. When you put on a dinner, don't invite people who you know will return the invitation. Instead, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind who can't repay you. And then at the resurrection of the godly, God will reward you. As Christians, we do not need to be first or compare ourselves with others or define our values based on others. And by the same token, we do not need to walk around claiming that we are worthless nothings, so humble that we shouldn't even have a seat at the table. But instead, we are to recognize that it is God alone who gives us our value and honor. And it is Christ alone who is the standard by which we should measure our lives. Since we do not have to concern ourselves with the quest to be number one by the world's standards, we are freed to live our lives in Christian love, to devote our time and energy to show love and service and caring without the expectation of getting anything in return, to excel at being a follower of Christ. We are called to excel at love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and self-control. As Paul says, let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with mutual affection, outdo one another in showing honor, do not lag in zeal, be ardent in spirit, serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering, persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. We are called to come with hearts that just want to help. Not seeking reward, but because we love our Lord who saved us, our God who made us. 
We want to find a way to give out of gratitude, to let another feel the love we know in abundance from Jesus Christ. A mother was preparing pancakes for her son, Kevin, and his younger brother, Ryan. The boys began to argue over who would get the first pancake, and the mother saw the opportunity for a moral lesson. She taught them, if Jesus were sitting here, he would say, let my brother have the first pancake. I can wait. Kevin's eyes got really big. Then he turned to his younger brother, Ryan, and said, Ryan, you be Jesus. May we always be willing to be Jesus, not being first. Amen. Our hymn today is not unlike a prayer asking our Lord to help us indeed to be like him, to be more loving and more holy and like Jesus. Let us join now in singing, Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart. If you have a bulletin, this hymn is on page six. Lord, <clears throat> excuse me. Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart, in my heart. Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart, in my heart, in my heart. Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart. Lord, I want to be more loving in my heart, in my heart. Lord, I want to be more loving in my heart, in my heart, in my heart. Lord, I want to be more loving in my heart. Lord, I want to be more holy in my heart, in my heart. Lord, I want to be more holy in my heart, in my heart. In my heart, Lord, I want to be more holy in my heart. Lord, I want to be like Jesus in my heart, in my heart. Lord, I want to be like Jesus in my heart. In my heart, in my heart, 
Lord, I want to be like Jesus in my heart. In Christ, you have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. We believe in him and are marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. Living together in trust and hope, we confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Build yourselves up on your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Look forward to the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. If anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. Behold, everything has become new. God has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Therefore, let us be reconciled to God and to one another. Gracious God, have mercy on us. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things done and left undone. Uphold us by your Spirit so that we may live and serve you in newness of life, to the honor and glory of your holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Sisters and brothers, rejoice. Mend your ways, encourage one another, agree with one another, live in peace. The peace of the Lord be with you always and also with you. Let us join in the prayers of the people. Trusting in God's extraordinary love, let us come near to the Holy One in prayer. Awaken in your church a spirit of invitation that reaches ever outward. Merciful God, receive our prayer. For the well-being of creation and its inhabitants, we pray. Stir in us reverent awe for the beauty of the natural world. Merciful God, receive our prayer. For the nations and peoples of the world, we pray. Sustain the efforts of those who pursue justice and equity for all. Merciful God, receive our prayer. 
For all who suffer in body, mind, or spirit, we pray. Be present with those who live in isolation or fear, especially those who are incarcerated or detained. Comfort all who are sick or grieving, especially all who we name before you now in our hearts. Merciful God, receive our prayer. For all the saints who confess God's name, we give thanks. May we cling to the promise of our risen Savior, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Receive the prayers of your children, merciful God, and hold us forever in your steadfast love. Through Jesus Christ, our holy wisdom. Amen. We pray with the words our Lord taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The God of peace, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you, comfort you, and show you the path of life this day and always. Amen. Knowing that we can live out of the extravagant love of our God instead of worrying about being first gives us a wonderful foundation. And so we sing of that now in our last hymn today on the back page of the bulletin, How Firm a Foundation. How firm a foundation, O saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in his excellent word. What more can he say than to you he has said, who unto the save your forever have fled. Fear not, I am with you, O be not dismayed, for I am your God and will still give you aid. I'll strengthen you, help you, and cause you to stand upheld by mine righteous omnipotent hand. When through fiery trials your pathway shall lie, my grace all sufficient shall be your supply. 
the flame shall not hurt you. I only design your dross to consume and your gold to refine. Throughout all their life, Time my people shall prove my sovereign eternal unchangeable love. And then when gray hairs shall their temples adorn like lambs, they shall still in my bosom be born. Go in peace, Christ is sending you. Thanks be to God. And thank you for joining me for this time of worship. May you have a pleasant rest of this day and a blessed week ahead.